Welcome to The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature. I think that one of the greatest gifts we could all bring to the world is restoring the feminine in all of us. At this point, it really has to be about service. It's not about hardly anything else, but where can you serve the people and where can you serve the planet? It's all alive. It's all connected. It's all intelligent. It's all relatives. We stand at the threshold of a historic opportunity in the human experiment to reimagine how to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. It's a revolution from the heart of nature and the human heart. In this series, The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature, we celebrate social and scientific innovators with breakthrough solutions for restoring people and planet, creating a future environment of hope. Imagine a gathering of women, feisty, fierce women, young and old, determined to make the world a radically better place. This group of women shares more than gender. Studies show that women really do approach the world differently from men. Women share a biological compass that in stressful times orients them to tend and befriend rather than to flee or fight as men do. In most parts of the world, women continue to live with the oppression and violence related to male-dominated power structures. It's true that some women have far more power, opportunity, equality, and rights than in the past. Yet even where women have gained ground, there's usually a long way to go before reaching parity. The word patriarchy may sound polemical to some, but women everywhere nod knowingly when they hear it. I think men take it really personally when we talk about why women reimagining the world. I don't even know if it's reimagining, it's, I guess it's remembering the world um, and then recreating it. And so it's holding the balance, it's bringing us back into balance. Some believe that the environmental crisis can be seen as an expression of that imbalance between men and women of the internal imbalance between the masculine and feminine qualities within each of us and throughout our culture and institutions. Could restoring that balance restore not only justice, but also the earth? Join us for a free-range exploration from a woman's eye view with author Alice Walker, social entrepreneur Nina Simons, psychologist Jean Shinoda Bolan, teacher Joanna Macy, youth arts director Sarah Kroll, and leadership executive Akaya Winwood. This is They Don't Call Her Mother Earth for Nothing, Women Reimagining the World. I'm Neil Harvey, I'll be your host. Welcome to The Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. At a recent Bioneers conference, a remarkable circle of women gathered for a freewheeling, wide-angle conversation led by professional facilitator Akaya Winwood. So we're reimagining the world, and we're women. Imagine that. My first question is a simple one. Why women? Because it's the age of patriarchy that is dying. Because women have unique, as a gender, we've got 
compassion, we use conversation to bond, and we look after the kids. Uh, and I, I think it's just time uh, to give women the opportunity in this period of history or after history um, to show what we can do in terms of protecting the planet, which is being destroyed so rapidly just in front of our eyes. Um, I think that one of the greatest gifts we could all bring to the world is restoring the feminine in all of us. And I think that as women, we have a certain leg up on understanding what that might look and feel like. <laughs> Thank you. Akaya Winwood is president and CEO of the Rockwood Leadership Institute. Previously, she has long served as an executive leadership coach and organizational development consultant in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mary Oliver writes, you do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. That's from her poem, Wild Geese. The line between women and animals has often been drawn to shame us or keep us in line. As we reimagine this world, what is the rightful relationship between women and our animal bodies? We will call our brothers and sisters to celebrate animals and our animal bodies. Teacher and author Joanna Macy conducts workshops to train environmental and social activists worldwide. She combines Buddhist practices, systems theory, and an irrepressible love for life in what she calls the work that reconnects. The terrifying thing that is happening to our culture, to our global culture now, is that the instinct for the preservation of life has been caught. There has been a rupture so that we are actually able as a civilization with the most well-trained minds to plot how with our weapons we can shatter flesh or breathe in flames to be burned that you can't put out, that we can go off and turn a desert into radioactive hell for thousands of years. We have lost our connection, our erotic connection to life. Mm. And this is what our greatest task perhaps is, but greatest task, this we have to do and do it fast. Mm. And to relieve ourselves of the terrible loneliness that makes us crazy mm. when we cut ourselves off from the rest of the web of life. Chief Seattle warned us of that. He said, without the beasts, you will perish of a great loneliness. And we're cutting ourselves off from each other as well as our own bodies because of this. So we can praise be that we have bodies, that they can make us sane again. What is the rightful relationship between women and our animal bodies? Alice Walker is one of the most important writers of our time. 
She's a self-declared womanist who won the Pulitzer Prize for her book, The Color Purple. Well, I think Mary Oliver is right uh, to say that we should let these bodies love what they love, because when you do that, you break every possible law. <laughs> and that's always very energizing. <laughs> so succinct. <laughs> I love to sit at a table with my mentors. As artistic director of the renowned Destiny Arts Center in Oakland, California, Sarah Kroll has supported the growth of diverse inner-city young people through dance, theater, martial arts, violence prevention, and youth leadership workshops for more than 20 years. I think about the young people that I work with and... Um, I teach hip-hop and modern dance, mostly to teenagers now, and they're exposed to a lot of, of sexuality through the media. Even though it's really messed up, some of it is good because it's just, at least it's there. It's not like hidden. And then, then I'm able to have the conversation with them because they'll bring these dances and they want to choreograph them and it's all to this booty shaking stuff and all of it is booty, 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 shake, 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 pussy, 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 right? And I'm like, okay, sexuality is all good. Your body is beautiful as it is. And it's yours. It's your temple and you own it. And so when you come from that, when you shake that, when you shake what you have, shake it for you. You know what I'm saying? Because then when you shake it for you, there's something power empowering about it rather than giving away the power to somebody else. Right? And so, so my whole chant last year was sexy and strong. Sexy and strong. I, I want to echo what Sarah said. It's amazing to sit at a table with so many mentors. Social entrepreneur Nina Simons is co-founder and president of Bioneers. She speaks and teaches about women's leadership, cultivating relational intelligence, and organizations as living systems. What I'm reminded of um, is lessons that I've learned from several of you about the value of uh, grieving and darkness. And it's come to be a real guidepost for me to help me orient myself toward the places that are painful and difficult. I think I read an interview with Alice where she talked about how we, when we encourage ourselves to go deeper, we expand our capacity for joy at the same time. And it feels to me like that's part of reinventing mm -hmm. how we understand ourselves to be human, is to expand our capacity at both ends. Um, and the other thing that, that your question raises for me, Akaya, is that we all have the disease of modern American culture, which lets us think that our minds are so smart. And actually, I, I've been struggling to find my own voice in writing and speaking, and one of my favorite teachers keeps telling me that if I stop trying to sound like a smart white man, I'll be fine. <laughs> 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 and um, 
And I realize how scary it is to me to believe that I have within me what I need. And I think that that's part of us reimagining the world is to know that we have within us everything we need. And some of that is about recognizing the wisdom that's in our bodies and that's in our hearts and our spirits and not imagining that our minds have to solve it all because they can't and they won't and they're part of the disease, not the solution. Nina Simons. From our relationship to animals and our animal bodies, to each other and to planet Earth, Joanna Macy says we're in the midst of a huge and necessary revolution. She points to our need to restore value to the feminine, those qualities of compassion, caring, collaboration, and emotional intelligence, qualities that have been systematically devalued in all people and our civilization to the detriment of our collective future. More when we return. You're listening to They Don't Call Her Mother Earth for Nothing, Women Reimagining the World. I'm Neil Harvey. This is The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature. You can download this and other programs on the radio pages at www.bioneers.org. Recognizing the power of women's leadership means recognizing the need to integrate the best of the feminine and masculine capacities within each of us. We all carry both. It's both and, not either or. As Alice Walker, Joanna Macy, Sarah Kroll, Jean Shinoda Bolin, and Nina Simons remind us, it's about imagining a world that works for all women and men, people and nature. Again, moderator Akaya Winwood. In an all-or-nothing dichotomous world, which is where we're living, inclusion has meant allowing for everything, including war and rape and greed. What's your wisdom about boundary-setting about limits and how women can do that. How do we say yes and no within a framework of inclusion that also creates a space for other? Joanna Macy. Well, it's an important question because our species and probably complex life forms are all threatened with extinction because we don't recognize limits. 
There are limits to this earth and the resources we can draw from it. There are limits to the waste we can dump. When I look at what's taught me a lot about limits, which has been uh, the uh, anti-nuclear movement and nuclear waste and nuclear power, I see that women have really stepped forward and taken amazing leadership there over the last quarter century or more. And maybe it's because there's something about being anchored in the body, being child bearers, being washers of the dead. We, our minds are anchored to our bodies. We know that, so we know that we can't just go spin off and think that we can draw those lines of exponential growth and think things will be okay. And because we have always known that somebody has to take out the garbage. I'm really proud to see how women have recognized the limits that we must set to the way we are treating the earth and what we can extract from the earth and dump on the earth. You know, we changed the world in the late 60s and 70s. It was just women sitting in circles talking, but talking about what was true and supporting each other to do what each woman individually was moved to do. And usually started with going home and bringing about a egalitarian relationship with a significant other or not. But it also involved marching, it involved doing what you felt you could do and wanted to do. Best-selling author Jean Shinoda Bolin is a clinical professor of psychiatry at UC San Francisco and a former board member of the Ms. Foundation for Women. And I think that the whole notion of when a critical number of people change their way of viewing things, humanity changes. And the natural form that women have is actually to be in circle and to talk and to reduce stress by speaking about what's true and then supporting each other to do whatever it is. And I think that the boundary stuff, whether it's with a significant other or it's with, uh, with some major whatever, corporation, government, that to do it together, to have sisters at your back, so to speak, makes it a lot easier to do. And now it's time for a third wave of the women's movement that has to do with with bringing peace to the world. I realize that because I'm much more comfortable generally and have been through most of my life in a kind of boundaryless space where we all feel each other because I tend to feel other people without trying. Um, and and I, I often assign internal gender properties to what I notice in myself. Nina Simons. So I notice this boundarylessness as sort of unity and sort of feminine. And, and I've noticed that my struggle to define limits and to befriend boundaries feels to me like something of the healthy masculine in it. That part of the legacy of this time is that we not only are learning and reclaiming what it means to be a healthy feminine, but what's a healthy masculine. And, um, and so I really want to have both of them in me. And, and, and one more thing I was going to add is that um, 
another little piece from a teacher of mine who's here this weekend, Jeanette Armstrong, who said, you know, there's something very healthy and very needed in this time about the anger that flows up through your feet. And um, I've, been, I've been sort of exploring that because I grew up thinking anger was bad, you know, and had no place in my world. And, um, and I've been beginning to understand, like when I hear you talk, Joanna, about um, the anti-nuclear movement, that's the outrage and the anger that comes up through the soles of our feet that says, no, this cannot be. We have to stop this. We have to take a stand. And I think actually, for me, I'm wanting to encourage that in my life because it feels like a strengthening of limits for myself that's about what I really want to take a stand for and, um, and how much I want to encourage everyone else to join me. Moderator Akaya Winwood. Down in my belly, there is a place of deep despair. And sitting right underneath it is my greatest hope and desire for this wondrous and amazing world. What lies under your despair? And what wisdom can you offer us from that place? Joanna Macy. Well, you know, the work that I do in groups is, uh, originally it was called despair work, despair and empowerment. Then it was called deep ecology work because we found that by honoring our despair and not trying to cement it over or talk it away or privatize it into some personal pathology, we found that that, was, that pain for our world was a gateway into our full vitality and to our connection with all life. So the other side of that pain for our world is a love for our world that is bigger than you would ever guess from looking at what this civilization uh, posits as the good life. I love so raw, so ancient, so deep, that you know that if you get in touch with that, you can just ride it, you can just be there, and it doesn't matter, then nothing can stop you. Mm -hmm. But to get to that, you've got to stop being afraid of hurting. Mm -hmm. The price of reaching that is uh, tears and outrage, because the tears and the power to keep on going, they come from the same source. It's like two sides of the same coin. I, I do believe that. Mm. Alice Walker. Um, what, I, what I find underneath my despair is actually ecstasy. Um, because I am so incredibly happy that I'm here now. Not in the future, not in the past, but somehow lucky enough to be born just right now, to be here right now, is such a gift. Because the despair is, for me, that uh, is that mile-thick covering of ice that Al Gore tells us about in his film. And when I think of our planet, which is so glorious and so alive and so colorful and so warm and with so many birds 
and all kinds of things. When I think of all of that under the ice, I feel such sadness, it's almost unbearable. But the joy of actually being here, to somehow have, to have made it here, and, and I feel this very intensely at, at times when I allow myself the space to experience eternity. I'm very sorry that that seems to be the future of the planet, but I also feel that she will be fine, she will be fine, and she has somehow managed to leave me here now to have me witness, to be a witness to her, her magnificence, and her beauty, and her generosity, and her grace, and that's the ecstasy. Alice Walker. In conversation with Jean Shinoda Bolin, Joanna Macy, Sarah Kroll, Nina Simons, and Akaya Winwood. Wise women, speaking from long experience with open hearts. They don't call her Mother Earth for nothing. Women reimagining the world. Downloads of this program and many other Bioneers radio shows are available on the radio pages at Bioneers.org or by calling 1-877-BIONEER. That's 1-877-246-6337. Visit Bioneers.org where you can learn how to attend the annual October Bioneers National Conference and local beaming Bioneers conferences. Purchase the radio series, conference CDs and DVDs, and Bioneers books. Join the thriving online Bioneers community and become a Bioneers member or make a donation. All at Bioneers.org or by calling 1-877-BIONEER. The Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature is a production of Collective Heritage Institute. Executive producer, Kenny Ausubel. Written by Catherine Stifter and Kenny Ausubel. Senior producer, Neil Harvey. Managing producer, Stephanie Welch. Production management, Aaron Leventman and Chuck Castleberry. Station relations by Creative PR. Distribution is by WFMT Radio Network. Original recordings provided by Reference Media Group. Our theme music is taken from the album Journey Between by Baca Beyond and used by permission of Hannibal Records, a Ryko Disc label. Additional music was made available by Sounds True at SoundsTrue.com. For more music information, please visit Bioneers.org. The opinions expressed in the Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature radio series are those of the presenters and are not necessarily those of Collective Heritage Institute, the underwriters, or this radio station. My name is Neil Harvey. Thank you for listening. I invite you to join the Bioneers in inspiring a shift to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. This is program number 1309.